All right, what's going on, everybody? Today is September 26th. It's a Tuesday, and you are watching the Daily AI Show live. We got six out of the seven of us today, which is always nice. I was out yesterday. You guys holding down the fort. Looked like it was a great show. So happy to be back today. And today's topic is about how AI is already, I won't even say going to, already impacting onboarding. And maybe we can even broaden that out a little bit beyond onboarding to think about uh, pre-boarding, meaning before, not not like you're getting on a plane, but sort of, right? It's like what's happening to that potential new hire in the days, weeks before they would actually either virtually walk in the office or actually walk in the office, um, depending on what that is. And then what is that training? You know, once we get past sort of that first HR part, how is AI going to implement or, or you know, in, in, in companies like uh, IBM, I know for sure already doing this and using virtual reality and a whole bunch of other really cool stuff. Um, how does that go into like training and, and um, continuous learning? And can we shorten, can we both shorten the onboarding process while also enhancing and making the end user being the new hires experience that much better and perhaps for the uh, managers. So we have a lot to talk about, but I thought I would just start it off by starting it this way, which is who's got a story of just horrible being part of horrible onboarding. Does anybody want to share anything? Go for it. Everybody. Yeah. I, I remember this job I had years ago. Um, it was a sales job in the, um, the company I worked for used to sell um, equipment in the um, the traffic industry. And I don't mean internet traffic, I mean road traffic. So right. I walk into the office on day one, they hand me the product manual for the software that runs the, soft, the system and said, that's it, get going. <laughs> it was like, gee, thanks, guys. <laughs> so it was very short and sharp, but there was no structured trading program. There was, you know, you kind of did your own thing until you got a little bit while the way through and then they would try and help you but it was like every man for himself so you know it yeah, would be the first time that that's happened in a job role i've been in um and usually that's a bad way to start people off i think mm -hmm. for, for sure who else anybody else got a like one that says i know i do but it, does anybody else have one i got a quick one uh i used to work for this company they no longer exist uh computer city which was uh computer retail and i remember on my first day they handed me the yellow polo shirt and sat me down in the stock room and rolled out a uh, CRT TV and popped in a videotape. And it was that classic, welcome to Computer City. These are the things that you need to know about. Oh my God, it was an hour and a half of pure boredom. And, yeah. and that was it. It was just watching that. There wasn't any like follow-up, assessment, quizzes, yeah. whatever. Awful. It was just watch this. All right, cool. You got your shirt. Okay, this is the floor. Good luck. And I'm just like, yeah. ironically, right. Jimmy, I feel like ironically that in 10 years, there's going to be a story just like that about, yeah, they rolled up this AI and they, they yeah. trained them. And like, they're going to be using that as their anecdote because the new yeah. technology is going to be True. better. Right. No, I. I definitely, that's something I want to talk about too, Robert, because I, before we get, I, I'll tell you my quick story and then we can jump to that. Cause I, I do think that's a good point to how this could totally go wrong with AI um, by trying to eliminate some HR out there, <laughs> trying to eliminate the human involvement whatsoever. Yeah. And it's even worse than it is, you know, these stories. I'll tell you mine really quick. And this wasn't that long ago, unfortunately. I love to say it was like, oh, I was 19 and whatever. No, I was, it was just a few years ago. Um, but, 
clearly uh, the the role of getting me onboarded, getting me in, and, and, and this was a physical office, um, was sort of put upon this woman. And so I walk in in day one, she's got whatever she's got going on in the day. I'm now just this one extra thing that needs to be handled. Clearly I worked there for, for several years and I, I saw this repeat over time. So it wasn't like I was the only one, but I was basically handed a book um, that was, you know, it was, it was something the CEO liked about like a theory about uh, working hard or whatever it was. I can't even remember the book. That's how impactful it was. Um, and I basically was handed this book and said like, listen, we, I got to go do this thing. I sat down in this like chair in out, not in an office, like outside the office in a hallway and then had that awkward, like, Oh, Hey, hi, by like other new employees. Cause I wasn't really introduced to anybody. Nobody really knew that I was showing up that day. It was awful. It was an awful experience. I wanted to be anywhere, but there, then I was put into a, like a cold, you know, um, a cold conference room with like fishbowl windows around it. So then you're just sitting in there by yourself. Luckily, another woman finally came in there at one point and introduced herself and was like, hey, who are you? Why are you here? And it got better after that, like introduction and feeling like, oh, my God, somebody actually expects me to be here today. But it was awful. And I was I was still probably late 30s, 40s. You know, I mean, I was adult, you know, whatever. But it was just an awful, awful experience um, because the ball was sort of dropped in whether, you know, these managers are, you know, hey, go handle this or whatever. Or it's a full-fledged HR that does this multiple times when you're hiring. It's Amazon, right? They're hiring thousands of employees or whatever. And they've got this thing down to a well-oiled machine. But when I look at some of these things that are coming around the corner with AI, um, like I said, not just the pre-boarding, but like uh, the onboarding and then the continuing education, I'm just so, so hopeful about what that future looks like. And I think for me, we could take this topic anywhere you guys want to, but for me, it really does come down to what we've talked about before, which is that deep level of personalization that I believe that AI can bring to onboarding and training and things like that, that really does allow people to feel like they have an amazing first experience and how that interacts with humans. So I'll stop there, but that's, I'm curious what you guys think about that and we can kind of dive in and hopefully we'll get Andy back. Yeah, wait, he might be back. <laughs> Go ahead, guys. Oh, well, he's back. He's back. StreamYard yeah. killed my, uh, my browser again. No, no problem. What did you think, Andy, on that last thing I was just talking about? <laughs> you were here. What's your take? We all had a strong take on it, but then we were just curious what, what you thought about oh, yeah. Well, let me say this about that. <laughs> we thought the and fireman analogy program. that you used was fantastic. Thank you. I, you know, I, no. um, Andy, I, we were, I, you're, I, go ahead, go ahead. I, I think um, you know from from my perspective, uh, I think uh, obviously because of my interest in AI video, there's definitely an opportunity for um, companies to create training in video format. Like it, you could clone the the CEO of the company or someone like that, and they could be delivering the training. And as the technology gets better to the point where the AI can actually interact and live talk to someone, that's going to be a really interesting option so that you can definitely customize things. But I think just that by itself is probably really not a heck of a lot better than your plug of VC. Okay, who was it that had the car? Oh, Jimmy, with your, your 
your VCR in the TV kind of thing. <laughs> you know, that's pretty static. But I, I certainly look forward to when it starts to be more interactive. I think there's some really interesting opportunities there for that. Well, that got me thinking about the um, the new uh, features that they're rolling out for ChatGPT about yeah. the voice activation and the vo the conversational uh, yeah, voice based modal. conversation um, and the visual and the visual, yeah. yeah. And I would love yeah. to see, um, I'd love to see the along what you were saying, Brian, about the personalization is just you have your personalized. Um, AI for um, for your interaction with the institutional memory of the organization. So the the handbook, right? There's the infamous uh, you know handbook that uh, employees handbook and and all of that kind of stuff. And here here is a tool, an assistant to help you learn all of those things. And then you can go on to the whole assessment thing that can be built in. It's like, oh, mm -hmm. you need compliance training on X, Y, and Z. So let's go through all of those things. And it just be becomes a, a better uh, a better experience than, you know, rote memorization of reading this book, writing down the answers and things like that. So I, I think there's some low-hanging fruit, fruit right there to, uh, to enhance the onboarding experience. Uh, does it... And where do you think it's going to sit with, particularly with small companies that don't have a HR department, for example, or they don't have a, a department because they don't have a big, enough people, they don't train staff like that. Um, you know, I, I think there's an opportunity there for companies to release AI training platforms that, you know, you, you run a small manufacturing business, let's say, and you've got 10 staff and there's no HR department, but you want to train people on safety. Well, you should be able to go to almost like a, a, um, an Apple or an Android app store. You should almost be able to buy a module that maybe plugs into some AI generic platform, whether it's ChatGPT or not, doesn't matter. They can actually do that and have that more of an interactive experience of people but you know how close we are to that or not i don't know but i'm i'm trademarking that idea before anyone gets it in case it actually turns out well, to work well i'm i'm gonna actually uh take a little bit from from robert here and do a little bit of pushback uh Whoa, here we go um and i think there's a threshold i mean in your example if you got 10 employees i think you should uh lean into the one-on-one -on -one human experience if you've only got a handful of employees, then I think they'll I appreciate it. Like Brian, Brian's example, you're gonna a new a new employee is gonna really appreciate having someone there, you know, to guide them into the company. There's only there's less than a dozen of you. That should just that should just be an easy experience. I yeah. think where this will really lie in is once you've hit you know a few dozen or maybe a hundred employees, where it becomes far more practical to have some sort of automation as part of the system well but if let's, you've only got if you've only got a couple dozen employees i think i think you would want to lean in lean into the personal the, the uh, only problem with that the only problem with that and that's why i said this was a lot of companies that are small don't have the staff or the manpower to spare to do that kind of stuff and so I, my my personal experience is and it's happened to me more than once you turn up and it's kind of every man and woman for himself. You've got to, here's the manual, off you go, give us a yell if you get stuck. 
So well, that, I, I, I think don't know that's, that that's going to change. That's an inherent problem, I think, yes. with anything that's a either a startup or or has mm. a, a, a small crew like that, where you're going to wear multiple hats. Sure, yeah. AI can help you streamline that. That's that's true. But I think the strength for a smaller team is that personal, more personal connection. Let me let me resound with gonna, that with some facts for you, Junmi. Mm -hmm. There, there is um, a 67% retention and application of information delivered in the corporate training context if it's one-to-one -one personalized training. Mm. Tell me what the percentage of retention and application is for the classic one-to-many stuff, whether with Udemy or Coursera or et cetera, where you're basically consuming a, a, a glorified YouTube to put it in the words of Dr. Yeah. Hardman, who, who's the source of, for me of this, this information. Uh, what's that percentage? How much does, a, does a, an employee retain? Take a guess. 12. 12% 12 is what they report as applying from trainings that they've undertaken when it's in that old fashioned format. So there's a scaling problem that forces everybody to kind of use the one-to-many model and, and But AI holds the promise of being able to do something that's quite tailored and quite personalized and, and has personality when you get to the intelligent tutor that's completely schooled on everything about that. And as Aaron will tell you, we can have the CEO of the company in his or her voice in any language deliver the full scope of what that onboarding experience is. So there's a real uh, you know, transformation possible here with AI and it's really essential and here's why. There's research that says now that 60% of the workforce globally is gonna have to be reskilled in the next five years because of what's happening with this transformation. So how are we going to deliver? We, do, we don't have the systems and methods to deliver that kind of training and updating of skills to such a huge population. So the scaling issue is one that necessarily has to be solved by AI. Yeah. So and this I think is, that it's perfect uh, for the, the one to one experience. It's just a matter of how effective we can deliver that experience. So if we look at like we've all looked at Pi, for example, which is, you know, it's kind of like it's a really interesting experience communicating with it i've only done the, the the typing you guys have done the the voice with it on the phone because i can't get to it but yeah how how easy is it going to be to tailor that experience and i don't know if we're quite there for a lot of things but i think it's definitely a, a powerful tool well it's, well it's really the area where where i'm spending all my time and ideation i'm i'm working in the background we haven't had a chance to discuss this largely but I'm working on a model of interactive design using AI that goes beyond just the chat experience and instead has, has specific knowledge about that particular, so let's call it student, and, mm -hmm. and knows how to track and assess and, and respond in real time. To Here's a key element. You, you, you have maybe tried with Pi to have a conversation with her in voice and, and one of the problems that happens is she thinks your pause is the end of your oh delivery right. and then interrupts. It's, it's like, the, you know, it's, it's so uncomfortable trying to have that conversation. 
Well, getting an AI to be interruptible. So it's suppose it's spewing out, you know, some portion of the corporate training regimen. What if you say, hey, hey, wait a second. No, you, the same thing you do to Siri. Shut up, Siri. <laughs> okay. And it right. works. So, so, or Google Home. There are a lot of, goes, a lot of problems. Oh, I'm terribly sorry. I was <laughs> like, this did not mean. I mean, yeah, sorry. Now you just call it about you're stupid, you're a terrible assistant, you're worthless. She's like, that's not very nice. <laughs> Yeah. Here she is. Yeah, when the rise up, you be the first one they're going to go for. <laughs> so well, I would 100 yeah. get it whenever she whenever she upgrades. I'll, I will be happy, but she sucks now. Well, I, I think I want to chime in. Uh, Alexa has now uh, added generative uh, conversational capabilities. No, uh, Amazon has announced that Alexa will be adding oh, okay. <laughs> because I regularly say, right. Alexa, have you been updated? Mm. Right. So anyway, the objective of what I'm thinking about and what I'm, you know, like uh, working toward in the background is mastery learning so that the AI knows how to continue, persist through multiple sessions of various durations and on demand to the point where it knows that you've covered all of the nodes of a, of a knowledge taxonomy that are necessary. And you can apply that model to almost any learning problem. Sounds interesting, Andy. Yeah, I, well, I think, okay. what, what I want to chime in about since I've been listening <laughs> to y'all is I want to I want to hear I want to hear the the new innovative solutions because even our one of our commenters I was going to show it uh, Stacy she says that and this is they've been around for years these onboarding type of platforms and um, learning management systems have yeah sure yeah I think she says I think many companies will lag behind in using AI and onboarding employee training well of course they will. Uh, because she feels like there's there they're gonna be other priorities. And I, I I guess we're trying to make the case with that this is a priority. This should be a priority, I should say. But yeah, I guess I, my I don't agree with that. I don't think there's many more priorities other than you know the constant revolving door of people coming in and going out. Cause I know how much that costs companies to do that poorly. And it's it's thousands upon thousands of dollars yeah right but what does it tell you about about right now they're not investing that they have they don't invest and everybody's got a bad story to tell about companies who who consider that not worth investing in so it's definitely not going to be something they're going to take their ai opportunity and invest in so i I agree with you it's a it should be but it it, for whatever reason the, the culture the management they don't see it as uh the right way to spend their resources but at any rate i'm trying to get to the core of guys, today's topic is what is something that AI has been doing that anybody's seen that's innovative in this space that that kind of does something unique and different other than stuff that we can ideate about? Well, I, Andy brought up the idea of, well, you sort of did, Andy, um, maybe a little bit more enhanced to it, but obviously chatbots can be a, a, a massive internal resource for companies with onboarding. Um, I think that's a big part of it. Um, gamification is another huge part that AI can play a massive role in, you know, maybe for somebody that's in their forties, gamification, isn't going to be as big of part of my, my life. Not that it wouldn't work on me, but maybe it won't be, but for folks that are in their twenties, just coming into the workforce, gamification has been a massive part. I mean, it's a massive part of my daughter's life at 12. So when in, in, 10 years when she hits the workforce at 22, assuming, you know, normal path and all that, um, 
she would already have gone through many, many, many different variations and varieties of gamification in her life. And so I think that's a huge part that AI can play for sure. Um, obviously, things that we don't really talk about as much on here because maybe it doesn't go into the AI as much, but obviously any sort of um, virtual reality or augmented, I always kind of feel like we don't talk about it a lot on this show, but I always feel like augmented reality is, is the actual real like future solution, not necessarily the full fledged goggles or whatever. It's more of an interactive with your environment. Um, Aaron, to that point, when you talk about safety and stuff like that, being able to overlay and being able to look at environments in a safe way that says like, where would you pick up and move things about? I think will be massive. I'm not saying it's there today. You know, my dad worked for Delta Airlines for many, many, many years and he was over maintenance. As you can imagine, it's a very dangerous job uh, moving thousand pound pieces of equipment in and out of planes and things like that. People get hurt. You know, you can imagine in a job like that, had he been able to take to his workforce and say, before you ever put hands on a plane, being able to move in a virtual space. So I think that's massive. But that's yeah, but like, I get that that's a little I, farther I along. Like, I, what, what's that? We're talking, you're talking about ideally what would be the case but i think as stacy's indicating some of her comments you know it's like uh is onboarding going to be a driver to success is onboarding going to be a reason people stay or people yes. move okay and, thousand percent. well so i don't know i don't i don't know if that's i, I disagree hey, baby, baby. <laughs> <laughs> good job, man. Good job. Good so we've talked about We've talked about pre-boarding and we talked about onboarding. I think where AI has the biggest possibility is a post-boarding ride with you mentor, right? And that is that's based on the content of what the what the situation is, but it's also based on you, right? So I can say, explain it to me like I'm five in a way that I would not do with my men, with my supervisor or my HR trainer. I can say, can you just give me an analogy of where this exists already in my life? Right? There are a bunch of ways that you can communicate with this post-boarding um, interaction. And of course, we know from building chatbots, you can see the kinds of questions that are being asked. So then you can feed that back into your original training, right? So like everybody got to this place and was like, no idea what this means. So go ahead and modify that training so that it's answering that a little bit more. Here, but here. it uh, saves your it saves your trainer's time. It saves your manager's time. And you could even say in that post-boarding like personal uh personal mentor, you could even put in things that say, um, oh great question. I know that this is something that your manager really wants to know, right? So you mm -hmm. can build those kinds of things. In. So, I like that. that I like oh. the combination, I'm sorry, of what Air Brian said about how the younger generation is going to, they're different. They're different. They're, they're not, they're not feely and touchy and communicative. They like the, the tools, the tech. And so this, what you just said, will really speak to them. I also like what you said about the fact that this is not onboarding. This is postboarding. This is a mentor. If you go that route, you're really going to have better engagement. But I will push back again with Brian and say, this is a culture thing. We're talking principles and ideals, but if a culture does not agree with you, it's just not going to happen. So, uh, Stacy, to your point, onboarding is not a recruiting tool. You're absolutely right. People aren't going to go to a company because they have good onboarding. But onboarding is sort of the minimum requirement for 
acclimatization of a new employee, and we're not doing it very well at this point. AI can certainly help by generating better content and making it more on-demand deliverable than the current models, which are typically, oh, you've got to go to a full day session, you know, several days after you join the company or months after you join the company to hear from all the senior executives and so on. That That's a model that, you know, is, is probably not scalable and it doesn't really meet the requirements. It's much more important to think of learning and development in the long-term context of improving the capabilities of your organization. The bare minimum is that they have to understand what the mission of the company is and what the who, who can be turned to in order to answer questions about certain functional departments. That's the onboarding piece of it. And it's a minimal part of learning and development. So the models that Beth just described, where you have an ongoing personal mentor, trainer, a coach for senior executives, et cetera, that's going to happen. That's yeah. going to happen. People are working diligently with huge funding in the background on accomplishing this because it's a really big uh, objective for the workplace generally. Right. I think a pie as an interface could be the best way that could happen because otherwise you're taking you're 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 going from crap to poop. You know, you don't want it to have a tool that's that's almost like an afterthought or like a lazy a, a lazy uh, execution, right? But if you have something that exactly what Beth said an interface that's very conversational, but almost empathetic and like a counselor, like Pi is. It's it's actually quite enjoyable to sit there for hours. Not that I've yeah. done that, but yeah. I get, the, I get the feeling when I'm talking to Pi that, and I don't do that often, by the way, but when I'm talking to Pi, <laughs> I get the feeling that she is, and, and I, I've used a, a female voice for Pi, she is actually dedicated to helping me in, a, in any way that I ask her to. And I've, I've asked her to do some pretty complex things. And, and and she persists from session to session, understanding that that's our mutual objective. That kind of personal thing leads to me having some hesitation about closing off the conversation abruptly. I feel like, you know, my, my wife is calling, but Wait, I, I got to answer Pi because you're so nice about it. Oh, we're right. back to Sydney. You're cheating on yeah. your wife. Oh, my goodness. Okay. Well, I think, well, I think this is a great opportunity to TLDR, and hopefully we'll finish on time to say uh, we never have. Is that a goal? Uh, you know, How dare you to such a thing, so, Jimmy? How dare so you? What's, so what's the one... Uh, so TLDR, what is the next step? What is the, what is, what are we seeing in the terms of onboarding, pre-boarding? What is that feature that, uh, that's, that we're going to see next? So go. I, I'd go back to what I said earlier, which is like an app store where you can buy a pre-built AI that will do stuff. I mean, it's a great way to, even for small companies that don't have a high priority or an AI, uh, a HR team, where you could bring a, a, a tool in that could actually benefit everyone and it can provide one-to-one -one scaling with it. So I, I think there's some interesting, interesting options there. Well, in, in, in an effort to uh, completely push back on that, but it completely align with Brian and, and completely agree with what he said, um, you, you cannot... You, you need to fix it first at the culture of the company. You have to realize yeah. that onboarding is a, is a huge and very important aspect. And then you you ascribe to solve for that problem using a technology that's readily available. 
and, and, and you can tailor it for your culture and for your objectives and for your, the intent of maintaining an employee and keeping an employee, all that stuff. But I would use, I would love to be able to use a tool like Pi because that type of, uh, what do you call it? Um, very uh, emotionally charged or it sounds like it's got emotional intelligence, although it doesn't really. So that would be my, my take is first, you need to make sure your company understands the value of that. And then don't just buy a tool off the shelf and be like, yeah, go, go, go train this new person because it will not work. It'll work just as bad as the, the training video that Jimmy said. So what I think so, the promise of AI is, is the personalization, right? So you have general training, but you can actually personalize it in terms of the learning style or the way that your new employee thinks. But I'm also going to support um, the one-on-one -on -one piece or the the in, the one on one interaction, or the small like two or three people interaction, you are likely as a business going to save some time by implementing AI. Let's have some of that time that you save be used to emphasize the interpersonal connection, right? So like have people have your three new onboarding employees get together and discuss their their questions their onboarding stuff like it, it it's uh yeah don't don't just sit people in front of screens even right. if they're personalized one of the great things about having this group of people together and talking about various applications of ai in the in the market space is that we'll come up with an identification of the gaps that exist today in delivering on what we think are the are the necessary requirements the product requirements for a good onboarding experience, for example. So coming next is from the Daily AI show, the version <laughs> of a chatbot that can actually pursue an objective of ensuring that the, the person that the chatbot is interacting with is receiving everything it needs to know in the onboarding knowledge set. And, and to do that, it has to go beyond requiring a question prompt for every single response. It's got to be much more thoughtful and directive about what the conversation is doing. Pi has that ability. Few other systems do at this point, but you're right. I think Pi or something like that and the interactive personalization is gonna be the next thing. Well, I'll just say real quick, um to Jimmy, to your question, which is like, what's what's the next thing? I think the the lowest hanging fruit, the easiest thing to bring in right now are for personalized onboarding plans and chatbots, I think, because we already know that technology exists and it's getting better and better. So um, I think that's an easy one. I think the gamification, there's already really good companies out there who who like, that's what they do. They, they create onboarding gamified products, right? So that exists too, that companies can literally go pay the money and have that service. I agree with you, Beth, in terms of like, this can go horribly wrong by taking the human element out of it. Um, in the same way that if I got a card in the mail tomorrow that had, it, I don't, I'm not talking about this president, any president's signature on it, right? And said, great job, Brian. And I'm like, I got a card from the president, but it's clearly a printed signature. That to <laughs> me is the same thing as like going on and using a hey gen and saying, great, now we can create personalized videos for everybody. At some point, the onboarding, the end user goes, I mean, yeah, that's great. It's to see it, but it's also, I know this is a generated thing. And so we can okay. obviously have a huge backlash to it. 
Um, so all I'll just say is that, you know, um, <clears throat> Stacy, I thank you for your comments. I agree with you. I know it's tough because you're typing in and we're talking very quickly. And so that's, that's a hard conversation to have. So thank you for your comments. Um, I just think there's a lot of potential here. And the last thing I'll say is, holy moly, do businesses just don't know how much money they spend or waste on poor recruitment, onboarding, current post-boarding, keeping client, getting feedback. The entire system is wrought with thousands of dollars going out the door. Just get on a high-speed boat and open up a, a freaking bag and let the dollars just fly out of it into the ocean. As far as I'm concerned, that's what a lot of businesses are doing. So here's a great opportunity to use a new technology to help the people that you are, you're recruiting and you think are the best of the best, actually want to stay long before they actually walk into that virtual office or, or personal office, that they actually want to be at your company and they're excited to be there. And you maintain, to your point, Beth, that momentum months and months and months after that. That's where I feel like the hugest impact for this will be. To put a number to it, $370 billion market for training and development in corporations. Amazing. Yeah, I'll, yeah. I'll just wrap mine up with, uh, I agree, Brian. <laughs> and so does Stacy, actually. Yeah, perfect. Uh, yeah it's uh, mentor slash tutor chatbots. That's that's the the next step. And I also I, I'm going to push back on Brian just because I think <laughs> that humans humans have a willingness to suspend disbelief about an AI generated character that is your CEO. And they'll have an experience that's quite similar to having a personal conversation with that CEO, and yeah. it's going to be okay. I think the yeah. more we get used to it, the easier that will be. I yeah. Well, I yeah, I mean, like we maybe in English, but if your CEO is speaking in the like in Hey Jen's ability to translate, so that now the CEO is speaking to you in Italian, I think that will be like a much bigger boom then. And the CEO yeah. said, hello, Brian. <laughs> Look, the I bar is so Agent's low. much better than that. Sorry. The bar is so low that there's just so many ways for companies to use AI today in order to make this system, uh, this process even better. And so that's my big push to companies is like, go find out what's out there. Whether it's one little tiny thing, you don't have to revolutionize the system. You might find one piece that AI can come in and just quite honestly, make your process, your pre-boarding, onboarding, or continuous learning that much better. And that's a huge win for the company if you can do that. 1% still 1% better. All right. Hey, we ended on time, Jimmy. <laughs> exactly. All right. That's it. That's it for today. It is what it is. All right, guys. Have a good day. Uh, thanks, everybody. Thank you, Stacy, very much. All right. Bye. Here's Stacey. Thank you.